From WIS Politics in Madison, you're listening to Capital Chats. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of WIS Politics Capital Chats brought to you by Spectrum. My name is Kate Morton. I'm a reporter with WISPolitics.com, and I'm here with my colleague Adam Kelnhofer, who just did an interview with Representative Darren Madison of Milwaukee. So, Adam, what are some of the things you touched on in that interview? Hi, Kate. Yeah, so we talked a bit about some of his legislative priorities, and it sounds like his most important priority is to kind of work on reforming the criminal justice system for juveniles. And a lot of that work is going to center around the Lincoln Hills replacement and Lincoln Hills itself. So let's just dive right into the interview. I'm here with Representative Darren Madison. He's a freshman of Milwaukee. He represents some portions of the North Shore suburbs in the Milwaukee area. It's great to have you here today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, Representative Madison, what is your top priority this legislative session? Or if you have multiple priorities, what are they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my biggest my biggest priority is um, figuring out tangible solutions to support young people who have been incarcerated. Um, right now, we are planning to, of course, build a type one facility here in Milwaukee County um, to house um, young people who are classified as serious juvenile offenders, a status that is supremely outdated um, in the country. We're one of a few states that still have it, um, which requires us to have these facilities. but. Um, that will only host that will only host um, that facility will only hold young men um, and young women will be placed in Mendota, um, which is our adult mental health correctional facility. In my opinion, the worst place that they can be. Um, and it, it, it's a display of how much um, how little we are we are willing to invest in in ensuring that young young women are also supported. Um, and rehabilitated rehabilitation in um, our state system. Um, so I'm trying to ensure that there are protections in place for them. Um, and we are uh, making some bold investments and particularly opportunity youth's future, right? Um, some people might not know the term opportunity youth. Um, that means, you know, that's a classification of young people between the ages of 16 and 24 that are out of school and out of work. Um, those are young people who are who have navigated the foster care system, young people who have who are and have are and have navigated our youth justice system, um, and some young people have just been pushed out of um, our our educational system. So, uh, my first term is dedicated to making sure that they are a priority. I mean, all my committees align with um, align with that that vision. Got it. Um, so you are a an open socialist, a democratic socialist, right? Absolutely. I saw, uh, I think it was last week, that the DSA of Milwaukee is voicing some opposition to that new, uh, that Lincoln Hills replacement facility that you just referenced. Um, what, what do you think of that opposition and what do you think of that type one facility proposal? Yeah, so, you know, I was a part of the efforts to um, to pass Act 185, um, which was the piece of legislation that um, that led to the closure of Lincoln Hills, or is leading to the closure of Lincoln Hills because it's still open, um, even though it was supposed to close two years ago. Um, but 
and they were it, the initial proposal was to invest in the secure residential care centers for youth um, to, in a long term um, trajectory of, of of ending youth incarceration. Um, I believe that we can we can we should be moving towards the ending of youth incarceration um, in the in the entire country in the state of Wisconsin um, in Milwaukee County, um, and that's a big lift, right? Um, as we think about um, the needs and the needs of young people and the needs of our, our broader community as we think about as we're navigating a series of public safety issues. Um, but we need to put the best our best foot forward. Um, I'm not in favor um, of the establishment of this type one facilities because because we know when we build prisons, um, they never are they're never dismantled. They're never truly closed. They're always they always end up becoming another prison. Lincoln Hills, when it when we close down Lincoln Hills, it'll become another prison. And we know the history of, of what happens when we have these facilities and we have these beds. We fill them, right? Um, because we've made this investment um, in this model. Um, so we will continue to perpetuate this model um, of how we navigate public safety, how we navigate rehabilitation, how we navigate care. Um, I, again, I'm not in favor of this facility. Um, but I understand the constraints that we're in, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm I'm going to um, be silent about about you know about those about those constraints about my my vision and the community's collective vision as it relates to what we should be doing to invest in the future of young people. Fair enough, makes sense to me. So I guess, you know, kind of sticking with the, the socialism thing here, because we honestly haven't seen that a lot in the in the state capital as of late. Um, and it's it's an interesting kind of shift in, in direction here, not entirely the direction, but, you know, um, what do you think the 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 Socialist Party, the Democratic Socialist Party, what does that bring to the table when coming to the state capital? Yeah, it 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 brings a different perspective that centers on um, working class citizens. Um, commonly, you know, as we think about legislation and as we think about even the approach to, to, to change and uh, supporting all Wisconsinites, Wisconsinites, it's from um, the perspective of how do, we, um, how do we continue to create more business? How do we continue to, um, continue to ensure that we're sustaining our economy from the perspective of capitalism? Um, Democratic socialism pushes pushes the boundaries and and establishes the 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 fact that capitalism is a system in which, um, in which folks um, who have access to wealth um, oppress folks who who don't. Um, that is a is how we that's the approach and and that is how we're going to center um, the values of working class folks from from looking at how do we how do we create um, an economy how do we create opportunities um, for working class folks to fully uh, participate in in our in our broader society whether that's cooperatively owned housing right which has you know been on the been in the boom around the nation whether that's cooperatively owned businesses um, whether that's democratically uh, realistic democratically controlled uh, government. Um, and things like participatory budgeting, um, which is another fight that I've been a part of at the city level with um, the African American Roundtable, uh, which has been pushing for um, a, 
for a true opportunity for residents to be able to have a, a real decision-making power in as it pertains to the city's budget. Um, cities throughout the country have done that. Um, states have been exploring it. Um, and I, I think we should be exploring it in our state as well. Um, we know that when, uh, when we give people the opportunity to, to voice their thoughts um, and their opinions and have real decision-making power, um, it radically transforms the society we live in for the better. All right. So kind of sticking a little bit with that city of Milwaukee work that you've done, um, obviously you represent a portion of Milwaukee. Uh, one of the big topics with Milwaukee has been crime. Do you have any sort of proposals to kind of address crime or try to bring dial, dial crime back basically in Milwaukee? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, and, and a lot of the, so a lot of the work that I'm doing right now is, is looking at best practices, um, as it relates to, you know, issues of crime throughout the country. Um, especially, you know, Milwaukee has issues with, with reckless driving. Um, and commonly the first thing that comes to mind that folks think of is, you know, we need to invest in more policing. Uh, we need to incarcerate, you know, incarcerate more folks who, who are committing these crimes. Um, that's not a realistic long-term solution, right? Um, we need to invest in deterrence, uh, deterrence to reckless driving, um, like changing actual city infrastructure. The city of Milwaukee is already going through the process right now of re-examining how we, how we plan our streets, how we plan our side our streets and our, our communities around um, around people and not not vehicles, right? Um, if we do that, right, we we reduce the amount of um, the amount of opportunities for folks to reckless drive, um, and that that crime inherently decreases, right? Um, if we don't make the investments in changing city infrastructure, um, and we just we just increase officers. Um, that will that will you know that will you know reduce to extent um, to extent the amount of folks recklessly driving, but if eventually those folks will be back out in our communities, um, and and the behavior won't change because we're not planning, we're not planning and you know planning for we're not planning um, in a way that addresses the root causes of the issues. Got it. Yeah. So you want to you want to address yeah the root causes. Got it. So um, I I know you're you're from the Milwaukee area. Um, not you don't live in Shorewood, but you do represent Shorewood. Um, Shorewood's been an interesting area over you know the course of Wisconsin history. I suppose um, we Shorewood is the home of the only. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. The only Supreme Court. Chief Justice to come from Wisconsin, William Rehnquist actually graduated from Shorewood High School. He was a conservative and he was very opposed to the right to um, receive abortions, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, you're pretty far in the other way of things on the spectrum of left and right. How do you, what do you think about that kind of shift in the electorate in that district? Well, I, I think that the, you know, what happened and what happens generally and what's happening all over the state is that folks are beginning to understand 
um, that conservative values um, infringe on their on their individual rights. Um, and Shorewood's been it's actually probably one of the most progressive uh, most one of the most pro progressive villages in the in the state, right? Um, at least since I've seen it, right? I've um, been doing work in Shorewood since I was fourteen. Um, and, you know, over the years, I've seen Shorewood do more and more to ensure that um, it's making bold investments in the right direction um, to, to ensure that all, all residents, um, regardless uh, of their, you know, uh, re regardless of their marginal, back their marginal backgrounds, have the opportunity to participate in community. I think it's interesting that um, that, that history exists, though. I mean, though it doesn't surprise me, right? Um, Wisconsin in general um, has a legacy of, of being, you know, um, one of being one of the founder of one of some of the most um, being the has a history of being being the founder of of a lot of hate groups throughout the, throughout the country, right? Um, Milwaukee has a history of being the most segregated city. Um, in the country, right? Um, and a lot of the suburbs in Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee County have been sundown towns, right? Um, so, you know, this doesn't surprise me, but what does surprise me is the interest, the interesting trajectory of the North Shore and how it's moving to more towards progressive values, um, even beyond Shorewood, in Whitefish Bay, in Fox Point, in Glendale, um, which I now represent and got added to the to the tenth assembly district, um, and so on. Um, so even as far as to you know to support a democratic socialist um, running for assembly, it's it's interesting the it's interesting to see um, and it exists in this point of history for our for our state. Yeah, no, it's I think it's really interesting, though, full disclosure, I am a short high school graduate. So I think pretty much anything to do with short history is interesting. Um, but nonetheless, I think that was an interesting fact. So um, that's all the time I have. Uh, th those are all the questions I have time for uh, today. But thank you so much for joining me, Representative Madison. It was a uh, it was a great interview. And I'm glad to have you on. Absolutely. Well, Adam, thanks for sharing that interview with us, and we'll have to keep a close eye on what ends up happening with that Lincoln Hills replacement and how that unfolds within the Democratic caucus. Yeah, Kate, if our listeners want to see more history about Lincoln Hills, they can head over to our website and use the search function on wispolitics.com. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnoffer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum.